fine. Uh, let's peel this episode off of let's off Jordan of my, peel this shit burger apart. Yeah, with a with an ice cream cone and everything. What the fuck was that? Here we go, theme song. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. I know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything. Ordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. Eve Martin, loving mother, devoted wife, Steve Martin, in her community. Eve was raised to view the world from a bubble of comfort, safety, and privilege. But that bubble is about to burst. And when it does, she will find herself within the strange and unfamiliar borders of the Twilight Zone. You suck! I didn't... Oh. You're traveling through another dimension. I'm sorry. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of Shit. mind. Fuck his intro. So, fuck Jordan Peele. You're going that far? I will say, I didn't realize how close Eve Martin is to Steve Martin. Because I thought that's what it said at the beginning. <laughs> I was like, Steve Martin? What? Isn't he dead? No. <laughs> no he should be. No, he's not. He's playing banjos all across this great land. Oh, shit. He does play banjos, doesn't he? Yeah. Are you still playing his intro, or is that gone? It's gone. Okay, okay. Just want to make sure. Uh, welcome to LAW The Twilight Zone Review, episode 137, for episode of 2019, 108, Point of Origin. <clears throat> the eighth episode of season one, and therefore, we're now two for seven of episodes I like. I'm Phoenix West. I am Frank. Confused as fuck with what you just said, Lynx. You what? There's been seven or eight episodes now. I wrote this note beforehand. So you as of now, this episode. There's two of the eight episodes I like. Oh, this they were one. they were the first two episodes. Same here. I like the first two. <clears throat> it makes me almost wish replay was every week, like literally replaying, because I realize how much I appreciate that episode now. Do you remember that with the, the camera that could? Rewind time. I almost appreciate that episode now. Oh yeah, that's right. The one uh, with uh, 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 my co-host uh, from Way Off Topic Radio, Scott Brainy Beaver. Whatever it takes to get a plug in there for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw your brain. Your, your, your wheels are turning. <laughs> yeah, the uh, that episode. It makes me like a wish and yearn for that when it was that simple. When the when the message was just at the very end. <laughs> Instead of the very beginning, <clears throat> slapping you in the face of what this is about to be. Uh, See, Rod <laughs> had a great knack for bringing up social fucking... Um, commentary. Thing. What? Commentary. Social commentary without slapping you in the face with his giant cock, uh, 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 you know, before the intro uh, uh, with it. Uh, you know what I mean? He 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 did it like a, a writer does. You know, they teach us in writing. Something called things. subtlety. Subtlety. Yeah. Like like the B in the word subtlety. You don't you don't even know it's there. It's so subtle. Instead, well, this I, is like the I T. Can't spell and I didn't know there was a B in there. There's a B in that bitch. It stands for really? bitch. Yes. 
But Where? another B. What, what, what part of subtlety? SUB. So the point is. So it's subtlety? Yes. He is this show. The original Twilight Zone is subtle. It's the B in subtlety. I never thought of this before. I'm doing it right now. This is all improv. This show is the T, where it's subtle T. Here you go. Or it's actually, now it's, some of these episodes are the S. Subtlety. Take this shit. Let me Men are scum. Cock. Let me slap my cock in your face with it. Just going to slap this around in your cheeks. This big blue cock. This big blue <laughs> left-wing cock. And I hate saying left-wing because that makes me sound super right-wing. And I'm not. That's what the fucking issue is. I guarantee you, Jordan Peele is not a Trump fan. I get that, and I'm fine with that. Whatever. Keep it out of your fucking show. Yeah, like, I don't need to know where you land politically. I shouldn't be able to guess right away. It's it's so obvious. It's This show is more of a, hey, here's what I think, than it is, hey, I want to do a sci-fi show called The Twilight Zone and follow up with that lineage. This is just, this is what I think. Oh, it's called The Twilight Zone now for some reason. It's a It's a fever dream. It's fever it, dream Twitter. Question. Let me, let me ask you a, like a real question. Yeah. If 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 I were to ask you, Phoenix, I want to try and fail again for the fourth time to remake the Twilight Zone. But however, I want to get one of the best writers we got right now. Who do you think we should get? And 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 if I and 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 you're like I don't I don't know do you have any ideas and I go you know Jordan Peele's a pretty established good writer but what do you think you know what that could work go with it wouldn't you have no quite when I heard it was Jordan Peele I went you know this has a chance yeah and I wish he would take more control I feel like he's kind of he hired a bunch of super progressive people you know quote unquote progressive i don't see this as progressive i see it as blatant as fuck i think he should take more of a charge of the show and do his subtlety like he didn't get out can i just say that could it be now could it be he he doesn't have a choice in who he gets because nobody else to hire in Hollywood that isn't so left-leaning. Otherwise, I don't think they'd get a job. No, I think this is a purposeful choice because it is, at this point, from episode three on, it is a clear, it's a representation of the show at this point. It's not a fluke. It is every episode except the first two have been very, very political heavy. Political not as far as politics goes, but as far as, your social. views on social issues. That's what we mean Snow- when we say that. Snowflake culture. Yes, it is. Well, even if it's not snowflakes, it's just, this is what I think on this political argument at the time. Here we go. But I'm like... And, and i got to be honest with you. The, the how, how can I put this? What they touched on with this episode, I am 100% like on their side. That's what I, I said in the last episode. Yeah, I know. I remember that. And um, that's my issue. That's my bigger issue. I'm already on your side. Why the fuck are you preaching to the goddamn choir? Exactly. Like, look, I don't think it's right either what they've been doing. 
you know i mean really it's it's to, it's almost like uh it's almost like the gestapo looking for Udens. you know what i mean yeah like am i supposed it, to go change i think i brought up in my solo episode again i don't remember because i was fucking angry just going off the cuff there you did is it supposed to make me go oh oh you know mexicans let's be honest it's mexicans are are humans too let's go ahead and treat them with equality or because i already feel that way <laughs> i don't treat them like shit already no. and if i did this isn't gonna fucking help me so at this point it's you patting yourself on the back going oh fucking oh we're so we're so progressive that's what i'm saying I, they just hired a bunch of progressive people and they're saying yo this is our show and that's as far as i thought into it it seems here's here's how i stand on the situation i'm just gonna throw it right out there all right I do not agree with how, let's just say Mexicans because we border them. It's easier for them. But it's Cubans. It's you know, they here on, Hondurans. On, on doors and shit. Yeah. However they get it here. Right. I don't agree with rounding them up and shipping them back. I don't agree with that. However, I do not agree with how they come here. In the first day, I got damn place. My my family came here legitimate. They became Americans. They did what they were supposed to do. They learned the damn language, and you know what? They 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 did what this country wants you to do to become a citizen, so you can pay your taxes and you know, like you know, be a, a, a be a member of society and not a drain on it. You know, contribute, don't take from it what you didn't earn from it, right? I I don't agree with rounding them up and shipping them back. I agree. I would rather see them, you know, uh, be proactive in helping them understand because maybe they don't understand how to do that. Maybe they don't know. Because why would you? Do it. Why would huh? you? Why would they know? We don't I make would, it. We don't make it easy. We make it sound like we make it so fucking easy. We don't. It is incredibly no. difficult. There was a reason there was boatloads of Italians coming over in in the first couple years of the of last century, because or they Irish boarded for it. My yeah. family came here in the eighteen sixties, and they were they fucking had to go to like North Dakota to find a place where they weren't getting like super persecuted. So, who? What? What did you say? Black people? No, Irish. My family. My oh, literally, my 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 grand great grandparents came here in 1860. They go to North Dakota because they couldn't find anywhere else where they could actually live. Because people were just like, "Get the fuck out of here, stupid Irish scum." Yeah, <laughs> like, speak, speaking of which, I felt like you know when George, you know, you know George Washington crossed the Delaware and then you know marched seven miles uh, south to Trenton and surprised yeah. the Hessians, right? That's how my family got here. My, I was, my great great grandfather was one of the Hessians that surrendered. Yeah, and when they when they um, you know when they surrendered, um, they had two choices: you could go back to Germany, uh, or you can stay here, and we'll give you, um, you know, land or uh, whatever. Yeah. And my family said, "I'm staying here. I like it here." And they and said, a good well, call they did because some shit went down later on. In Germany, I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah, yeah, and you know we did not answer the call of the motherland. <laughs> yeah, good call. <laughs> Let's talk about the episode, though. <laughs> um, 
Holy but, shit, yeah, no, a little I just bit. I found that out that, uh, last week, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was pretty so, cool. Yeah, the... Uh, again, I will repeat myself from last week. I hate that I have to sit here and talk about these issues because I want to talk about a Twilight Zone sci-fi show I love and talk about the plot of the episode and why it didn't make sense or why I liked it. Why this and why that in the show. But here we are, Frank, fucking thir- 12 and a half minutes in, talking about fucking migrating to the United States because that's what the fuck the episode's about. Yeah. And this is what yeah. pisses me off so fucking much about this. It's not about a quality show that entertains people. Literally, let me review, read this guy's review. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I just had it pulled up, but it switched on me in IMDb. Um, okay, two out of 10. Another disappointment by Bullboy01 from May 17th, which was yesterday as of this recording. Once again, the new Twilight Zone lets us down. I have no problem with the issue presented in these new episodes, which is what we said. But why do we have to be preached to each week? The writing is once again a major problem. This is my first time reading this, by the way. The original Twilight Zone was renowned for its heartfelt scripts, great dialogue, and clever twist endings. Not every episode has a surprise ending, but enough of them did to make make it a... Sorry, I'm burping because I had so much beer. Make this a hallmark of the show. There hasn't been a decent twist in any of the episodes of this reboot so far, and this is number eight of the series, Point of Origin. Like most of the past weeks of this show, telegraphs its ending long before it arrives. And the writing is so flat that in its efforts to be thought-provoking, it leaves me with a big, that's it? This show doesn't hold a candle to the original TZ and pales in comparison to Black Mirror, the show that is a definitive torchbearer of the Twilight Zone legacy. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's all right. Next one, one out of ten. So incredibly on the nose, it's painful. The next one, three out of ten. I'm starting to regret getting a CBS subscription just for this. The next one, two out of ten. Not again. There's an actual one there. Next one, one out of ten. Next one, one out of ten. I'm done. Next one, one out of ten. More political and ideological propaganda. Next one, three out of ten. Bad storytelling again. I can go on and on and on. There are more and more and more of those. Are there any five stars? Curious. There's one eight star. What's it say? Uh, what do these haters like to watch? NCIS? I really enjoyed this series. The first episode was a tough start, but after that, it's flown. The What? <laughs> the first episode was a tough start, but after that, it's flown. This one has fun has, has a fun go at immigration. Yeah, it's a bit Kafka, but the story holds and makes a tense 45 minutes. It's a TV show that has an opinion. Whichever side of the fence you stand, that's got to be a good thing. Fuck you. Next one, 10 out of 10. Uh, same Same issue. Next one, eight. Next one. Okay. Yeah, this is... But it's just like one after one after one of just people... I This is my first time, honestly, looking at the reviews of an episode. Because you, you've listened to my shows. I don't go look at them. I I don't either. I wanted but... to see right there with you on the, on the, on the call with me, uh, on the show, I should say. If... Now, did you get this off of IMDb, the reviews? Yeah. So did so so you There's read the one that says not again? Yeah, that's that's what I quickly read through. Okay, cool. I, I didn't read wondering. their actual reviews because they're they're so spoilers and they're long. I don't want to get into it. Of them, right? It says there's yeah. fourteen reviews, and not the last like five are good because there's people just saying because people see Twilight Zone. I like that. Here, are ten out of ten, eight out of ten. But really, if you watch the episode, I really believe you couldn't enjoy it. Season seven and eight of Game of Thrones was great. Okay, they do exist somehow. Yeah. The uh, okay, IMDb censor much? Yeah, I saw that, that one. I just, I ignored it. 
Yeah, it's way too long. I didn't care. So. Cleverly written? Yes, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. What did he watch? I will say this. Out of the last, I don't know, five episodes, this is the most, this is the best example of them trying somewhat to weave in the plot more with the idea, the ideological idea. They're... The immigration thing, because they kind of abandoned the immigration thing partway through, but it also doesn't finish up on its sci-fi plot at all in whatsoever. They explain dick. They didn't explain a goddamn thing, and it didn't have any resolution whatsoever. No, it like, ma- it didn't it did... matter. Why were the kids back? What? They came for the kids first. <clears throat> then she, she 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 breaks out. The ice cream truck brings her home. The kids are there with the husband. And they come and get her, but the kids are still there. The kids aren't actual... So is it aliens or is it like different dimensions? Because the way he does this question... I don't give a shit about going in order, by the way. Don't give a fuck. Okay. She, yeah. she gets... They think... She get, eventually... Oh, okay, let me set up real quick here if you don't mind. I'll go through in 30 seconds. Okay. <clears throat> beginning it's like stepford wives they're all like in 1950s 1960s clothing they're like rich as shit they have cell phones so it's modern age we don't know what the fuck's going on we don't know if it's earth we never find out they are they have a uh, like honduran a, uh, maid she pretends to care about her is kind of the setup for it she gets taken away by uh, uh immigration after she says she can use her address for her grandson to go to charter school in which case that doesn't really come into play doesn't fucking matter hold on frank Okay. Because um, I want to speed through this and I want to be done with it and we can talk about what the fuck we want. And then she gets, she goes to the grocery store and then she starts, I know exactly where they were in LA. I know exactly where they were. It's at the Target Best Buy on uh, Fairfax. I, I've been there before a thousand times. Anyway, so they, they run the purchases and then the card gets declined and then she goes outside and then she gets taken some, by some government agents. They take her into some weird seclusion place, so some sort of weird the agency or something like that. And then it's just the rest of the episode, honestly, is them questioning her and trying to get information. She finds out she's not from earth and then they read her mind and they do a little trick, which isn't a surprise at fucking all that she gets free. And then she really didn't get free. This is still in the mind and they're still quizzing her. And then she gets pulled back to reality and they find out she's not human. She escapes by the help of some fucking weirdo. She gets out. Her husband wants nothing to fucking do. There's no fucking reason. There's no goddamn backstory to anybody. There's no reason for anybody to do anything they fucking do in this episode. And then she gets taken again by the goddamn police and she starts screaming, this is my home. This is my home. Get it? White people can be taken too. Imagine white people put yourselves in their shoes. That's what the whole fucking episode's about. The end. Frank, sorry. Go ahead. He was crying. <sighs> he was crying. Yes. He was shedding a tear at the end. Meanwhile, the children that was by his side, who they came to take in the first damn place, were there, but they came for her, not them. And then she's in this weird circle thing with this thing on her face. That looks like Eye of the Beholder. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't get that. It was so obvious that... She was still in them. Yeah, I mean... And this is what I'll say. I've dealt with the the man enough. If you have never been taken by the man and are being questioned by the man, do not, under any circumstance divulge information to the man voluntarily 
And Keep. she's told that several sure. times. That's because she's dumb and she's white. And white people don't know how to deal with the man. Well, technically, this... she's not human. So... You want to know yeah. what my f- sixth no, note is, Frank? She's, human. she's white. Okay. <laughs> like the, the best part was when you stared at the camera for a good 10 seconds after you said that. <laughs> it, literally, that's <clears throat> how it felt watching this. I'm like, you know, this is so on the nose of um, fuck you white people. It, it is. It's, it's white people go, hey, open your eyes, have some sympathy. But it's so on the fucking nose. So tired of of I don't have white guilt, and I'm proud of not having that because I don't have anything to be fucking guilty about. I don't have anything to feel guilty about, and I don't feel white pride because it's a fucking accident. I didn't choose to be white. I just fucking am because my parents boned, and they probably shouldn't have. I'm not. I don't. I'm human. I'm an earthling, and I, I am so sick and tired. Of being boxed and boxed, categorized, categorized, box, 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 and then bitch that you're in a box. Yep. Stop putting yourself in a box. Then I don't put myself in a box. You know what box I'm in? I'm on this planet. I'm part. The, and of this is the, the left, the Democrats. The, I hate. I hate that I have to start saying this shit. Fucking Dems. Most Dems don't give a shit. They're like, whatever, you're white, who cares? But the far left, which is what this show apparently is aiming for, gives See, a complete shit about what race you are. That's yes, all they I fucking know. talk is about. They, and I'm like, I don't fuck. I don't think about it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. See, I don't understand racism because I'm not a racist. I grew up, you know, look, I went to <clears> a school twice because <throat> in Violin twice, sixth grade and fifth grade. Where I was the minority, I know what it's like to be in a setting where it was like 90% uh, Latin, 5% black, 5% white. All right? So I know what it's like to be the extreme minority. And like, so I do understand where minorities come from because humans are fucked up, dude. They're very territorial. They're very, um, you know, they're very gang- gangable. Does that make sense? Get like, if there's enough of one of, of <clears throat> one people and not enough of the others, they will. It, it, I think it's just human nature. Territorial, maybe it's a thing. It's just evolution. We we have evolved to be that way, right? Um, we need to break that habit. To be honest with you, we really do. You know, I say no more borders on maps. Cut it out with the lines on the maps. Do you know yeah. the only time I notice race is if I'm in a room full of all white people and a black guy walks in, I don't think about it. If I'm if I walk into a room and I'm the only white person there, which has happened, I go, Oh, this is I feel weird. Yeah. That's the only time. Yeah. I grew up that way. I went to school twice, fifth grade, sixth grade for four months each time. So about eight months of my life. I live that. So I know what it feels like. I know how hard it is like, to get respect from, uh, you, you know, when the odds are stacked against you and shit. You know what I mean? And the way I handled it is I just, you know, the first few days of me being there, I just found somebody that was my size or bigger and fucked them up. 
It's prison. It sounds like you're in prison. <laughs> it, it's exactly. Well, it was Vineland. <clears throat> and if anybody <clears throat> from South Jersey knows Vineland, it's about as close to prison as you're going to get. Well, let's talk about the episode. <laughs> I don't know what to say, dude. It's. Can I just. I just want to read a couple notes real quick, but just yep. so I can say when I predicted the end of the episode, because this is how early it is. Uh, real quick, Jennifer Jennifer Goodwin, uh, she shows like a tour of her house, which doesn't come in the play at all. Ice nope. cream truck drives by, which we don't think about until later. Foreshadowing. A mat, uh, the maid asks if she can, her grandson can use the address for her charter school. That's my next note. Next note is some guys come in and grab Anna, the maid. And then they have like a stepfire, Stepford wives talk about like immigration. Like I stood up to those police and I was like, you don't do that in my house. And she didn't do that at all. Again, white people boasting about how, how progressive they are. That's what the app, that, that is commenting on. Yeah, uh, like if you actually do that, you don't tell people you do that. No, because you're fucking angry too. You have a little bit of anger. You're not just, I said this. Sure you did. You mean that's what you wanted to do at the time, but you're too much of a bitch too. Yeah. There's nobody. You, you know why you're still here and they're not? Because you didn't do that. <laughs> Next note, uh, which drove me nuts, is the supermarket scene, which is super close shots of everybody at the grocery store, like these weird angles. I fucking hated it. And then they have like 1950s clothes with like technology, and I hate it when background characters and shows, because when she's our cars are declining, everyone in line's like, come on, lady, come on. You're holding this up. Fucking come on. Nobody does that. There's, yes, yes, we do. Some people, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I ha- I have to step in and say you're wrong. When we're that at a Wawa, quickly, when 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 we're when I'm at a Wawa, and somebody's card's not working or whatever, and you hear the <sighs> yeah, you hear that. That you hear. You don't hear. Like, you, you don't hear straight out. Come on, bitch. Everyone in line goes come on lady you're holding us up like come on and like her car Everybody's that's not her fault that with their <sighs> yeah people do size that's what i was getting to actually yeah, people start South, doing that yeah, shit South Jersey, this area we're very passive aggressive where it's like oh my god come on and then but you don't hear like fucking bitch fucking cars not working get the fuck out of line but the i will say under my breath or loud enough for people to hear like what the fuck i'll say that i don't get i there's no point in getting mad at them there really isn't, but that's that's beside the point. I'm in a hurry. You're in a hurry. I'm doesn't like, help. Doesn't help the situation. Doesn't fucking know, matter. But I'm always late. That's anyway, true because you're so, put yourself in situations. Anyway, I know um, it's my fault. I'm just telling you what it is around here. People are assholes. I've been saying it for years. Next I note, asshole by proxy is she goes. The, she gets arrested. She goes to the agency. She says. She immediately folds and tells the agent everything about how she told Anne about she can use the address. And I'm like, did you really think that was an issue when you told her? She's like, yeah, you can use the address. And then immediately the cops came in. How the fuck would that come into play? How was that a part of what you thought happened? Why they got you in trouble? She didn't put that down in any legal document. She was literally taken after you said that. The second after you said that, she was taken by the cops. How the fuck would you possibly think that came into play? Literally my next note, Frank. Aliens. Literal aliens. That's how early I predicted what would happen. Was it though? Yeah. Oh, illegal aliens. No, I, they're like going for illegal aliens, but I'm like, okay, she's a fucking actual alien. I get it. But they called her a pilgrim. 
Yeah, because she came from another planet. Yeah, I dream yeah. of a planet with a blue sky, not a gray one, because ours is all burnt out. The, I think the idea yeah. is she came from Earth to a different planet. This isn't Earth. Gotcha. But I predicted that, like, my sixth note, like, right after she talked to the agency, like, in the beginning interview, and I'm like, okay, I get it. This is what I'd like to say. If she's an alien and she managed to somehow make it to this planet from her planet uh, and look really human, um, she could take over the world because she has technology way above us. Well, so. I think they abandoned that shit. I think they gave it up. And, and really, none of it makes any sense because no. I think they came from Earth. Because they show like her in like wreckage. I think it's also a little bit of like environmental like we're pollution message there. We destroyed Earth. She came because she says they came from a gray sky to a blue one. We already have a blue one, Frank. For now. So did they come there? Did we ruin the earth? Or is this future? I mean it could be that they came to Earth and they're really aliens, they, but the face is very futuristic look. We don't have that shit yet. Fucking stupid. But um Is God. this another future of our future episode? I I guess. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Suppose that's off they can there. read your goddamn memories. So clearly it's got like matrix equipment in this fucking planet. I don't yeah. think it's supposed to be they Earth. Plug her into the matrix. They yeah. do. Yeah, fucking another minority report, bitch. Yeah, and then the Matrix stuff is like two minutes, maybe, of a 45-minute episode. This episode sucks. And that could have been... This is what I'm saying. We've talking about this entire season. The sci-fi is so backseat to a message or to scenes of people talking, which it really doesn't help the character development, which is mostly what I care about. In shows, character development. Make me care about the character in this world. They don't set up the world right, and they sure as shit don't make me care about the characters. So in the end, I'm just left with a message, which is dog shit. So I don't care about fucking anything. I think I texted you. I said, dude, three minutes into this episode, and I already know what this message is because he's smacking in the face with it. Yes, it's amazing. And one of my next notes is, uh, what do you think the final two episodes... We got all these political Twitter debates going on. What do you think the last two episodes could possibly be about? We got Me Too. We got Black Lives Matter. We got uh, uh, Immigration. We got Donald Trump. We got... What else do we got? What was the other one about? Uh, Missing one in there. Oh, Um. uh... Oh, a traveler! A traveler is kind of tossed in the mix there. I didn't. I didn't mind that episode. That it, one really didn't have a political message. No, right, it just I'm wasn't sure. a complete episode. What's that? It just wasn't a complete episode, but it wasn't politically driven. So okay, so we got those four. Okay. What four do you think these last eight. two are going to be? Do you think they're going to finish on a high note like they began the season, where they're just going to go no more political shit? I can't. This is what I can't believe though. They've only done one episode out of eight that was a direct spinoff of the original, and that was 30,000, whatever, yeah, episode two. And it was the best episode. Yeah. I think <laughs> they need to do more of that. Like, how about Shadow Play? That's huh? what I was thinking. Because I know that. Here's I, the problem I, I know the 80s version 
or the 80s Twilight Zone did a shadow yeah. play. And I still I, haven't seen it, and I'm looking forward to when we get to it. That's why I sent you the 80s box set, because I'm fucking excited for that. <laughs> by the way, thank you, man. Dude. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, there is something coming for you soon. I just need to get that shut up. You know, I'm doing a lot of trips. May don't, is... Don't, don't worry about it. No. Thank <laughs> you. Um, you know, I like getting things for people, and you know, not for them, dude. Uh, that I was having such a bad day that day, Phoenix. You have no idea, and that like I can't think of a better day that that could have happened on. You know what I mean, dude? Yeah. And then I got I, I got Frank and us presents. Well, yeah, he, I'm not gonna. You know, it's between me and you, but. My point being is uh, that meant a lot, dude. And fucking, I don't have many friends anymore. I don't. And and the friends I do have, they're lame as shit. Sorry. You know what I mean? They're always asking me for fucking shit. God forbid I ever fucking need a favor because I ain't getting it. But, you know, just like, just just totally no, for no reason at all, just because, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, you personally did have a reason. I know what the reason was. And that even meant more to me, you know, because I didn't even think about it and wouldn't have thought about it that way. But that was cool, man. And then the very next Saturday, I fuck up. And I felt terrible that I missed, you know, recording that next Saturday because I'm having a little bit of a problem with narcolepsy. But I'm trying to get under control, and I really do have it under control lately. So I'm happy about that. But... You know, like that meant a lot to me, dude. Uh, moving on. I, okay, enough of this mushy shit. You know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll suck your cock later after we're done recording. Point is, but, shadow play. Yeah. Hope they do it. Yeah, they need to do more of that. You know, because literally, we just did mute. <clears throat> that episode was horrible. Rod's intro and outro, his writing was better for that shit episode that he did in season four, episode five, than. Every single part of this episode. I two things. I don't. I don't want to blame Jordan Peele that bad. How can you not? Because I. Because I don't think he's as hands on as we think he is. He's not as hands on as Rod. I can say that for sure. Rod was okay. Look, there is something to say about being a control freak and micromanaging shit. Jordan Peele's because- not that. Well, when you want your vision to become your, you know, when you want your vision to actually, you know, become a reality. Yeah. And that's why you're there to do it. And they try to take that away from you. You fight tooth and nail like Rod did. Yeah. And you win. He's not as committed as Rod was because he's just. Then why bother? I'm not saying. Yeah, I agree with you. Why bother at that point? I'm just saying. Because the paycheck's there. The paychecks there. He's he's oh, he wanted to start a thing where, where we do this show with modern times. I'm fine with that. He's also he left and went did and went did us his new movie. He's got other shit in his plate. Rod did other shit, but he also kept a fucking firm grip on Twilight Zone. He did. He's just a separate beast. It's a separate thing. It's Look, not, you can't Rod do that anymore. Wrote, Rod wrote fucking Planet of the Apes. While he was doing the Twilight Zone, so Peel, you don't have a leg to stand on here. I don't care if you had another project going on at the same time. So did Rod. 
He did Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes in seven days in May, and then he did and, uh, and, Patterns. Yeah, and from my recollection, they're still rebooting the shit out of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Well, that was How based did, on a book. He he. What he moved? He put a book into a script format. Yeah, but he wrote the book. No. Okay, I don't know anything about. <laughs> yeah, that. he did not write the book, but he did convert the book into a screenplay. Well, fine. That still but takes seven some time. days in May. I always, how much do I talk about John Frankenheimer on the show? Was seconds and Maturing Candidate. He wrote I, Seven Days in May, which Frankenheimer made into a movie, and it's okay. fucking great, like a political thriller type thing. It's fucking great. Did smack you in the face with the political message, or was it kind of interlaced in there? It's interlaced as fuck, and you're kind of left with like, oh, what the fuck was that? Because Rod didn't want to smack you in the face with his big political dick, and this is what I'm saying. I don't. I don't. I, I blame Jordan Peele for having his show be this political, but I don't blame him for the episode writing. He's not the writer on the shows, but he still yeah. could have a little leeway and say, "What the You're fuck right. are you guys doing?" Like this is Rod was up in his office, tick tick ticking away on a typewriter. Okay. Rod was a fucking workaholic about certain things, and he didn't leave the Twilight Zone office and CBS lot until he was done. How many episodes did did Rod do his intro or outro with an ice cream cone? I'm curious. (laughs) One. Did he? Bewitching pool. Fair enough. I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) No idea. I know he didn't. I know. That was that has to be the worst episode ever made. I don't like and the intro when Jordan Peele goes to the Twilight Zone and he goes. That's how he, if you watch the intro, he 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 does a little nod like, "Yep, he does this. We're doing it." Twilight Zone. It's because he he's not a serious guy. He can be serious, but his genuine personality is not a serious like. I'm taking this very serious. Rod Serling was a fucking serious guy who had a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, it's but different. Peel, yeah, Peel started out in comedy, didn't he? Yeah, Peel and yeah, he did. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Peel. Why can't I think of it? Keen Peel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In comedy, yeah, right? He's a funny guy, and I think he's a talented as shit guy. He's crazy talented. Like, really, I genuinely believe that. I don't like what he's doing with the show. Look, dude, and you know me. I love when Rod's part of the scene. Peel has been part of the scene every time, and it still has done nothing for me. Nothing. His his writing sucks. His intros and outros suck. He's he's physically saying the lines. You can't tell me Peel's not saying, "Come, really, guys, this is the best you got." Really, I mean, he's I, credited as a writer for every episode, and that's the part that bothers me. Yeah, that's because I I get that he doesn't have as much control over it than Rod did. Rod was like a fucking honestly like a dictator of the show. He would fight tooth and nail against CBS all the fucking time, especially back in the '60s with like the the political like McCarthyism and like fighting CBS for censorship battles over nothing. Like nothing would be censored at the point, and he'd go, "No, fuck you guys, I'm not doing that." Give him an inch. Give him an inch to take him up. Exactly. Rod was. I don't think most people realize how important Rod was for television and just free speech in general, especially against a fucking FCC that is building at that point. Just build. They're, they're getting their like stepping stones. They're getting their original foundation at that point. FCC wasn't around yet. They're getting that. McCarthyism's taken off. There's people. There's writers who are blacklisted. And him and Frank and Frank, uh, John Frankenheimer, who I talked about, 
would purposely go out of their way to hire blacklisted writers. John Frankenheimer would get so much shit. And you go, no, I'm fucking hired that guy because he's the best writer. I don't give a shit if you think he's communist. Fuck you. And he purposely would bring them on, suffer in his budget, lose a ton of money, and be no, I'm fucking doing this for nothing then. Fuck you. He's the best writer. He's not a communist. If he is, go fuck yourself. What's the matter? So that's what John Frankenheimer and Rod Serling fought in the 60s, like late 50s, early 60s. And then... And fighting against the people who were paying for the show. Yes. The sponsors. It wasn't Which is crazy. You can't do that nowadays. And if, if, if Jordan Peele came in here, it's got to be a CBS directive. It really does have to be because... They said motherfucker in this episode, for Christ's sake. Yeah. It's not a censorship thing. It's more of a we have to appeal to a certain audience type thing. This is a pay-for series. Yes, this it is, is a pay-for series only. It's only I mean, on their stupid yeah. fucking all-access thing that nobody goddamn wants. Well, I mean, I get it automatically because of Amazon Prime, thankfully. Because you have to for the show that we're reviewing. <laughs> yeah, but it, my point being is, I mean, you pirated it, but whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, yeah, it's possible. Because fuck CBS. Yeah, like Fuck literally, em. like I'm going to like I well, I can't cancel something I already pay for. That's part of my my package because I get free shipping overnight. So yeah, you know, free shipping overnight and CVS all access, great. If I didn't pirate it, I really don't know what I would do. I probably stream it from a site. That's not technically pirating. Amazon Prime. I do. Is it so? It's part of that. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say that's, I do that then. Let's go ahead and ignore the last twenty seconds and say I do that then. That that's all I do. I go on my Amazon Prime and then I go to the Twilight Zone. It's that simple. I didn't know that. Let's just go CPS, ahead and pretend I do that. Uh, access is part of your Amazon. Prime I should probably app. edit this, but I'm not going to. It's okay. I don't edit shit either. Fuck it. Um, I'm wrong. We're forty-one time. minutes in. We have not talked about the episode. Because <laughs> I don't want. I don't know what to say. Yeah. What about the episode? Let's just talk generals. I don't care about going in order because we already, I already brought us through up to the whole episode. I hated the way it was shot. I didn't care about the characters. The I cinematography didn't, was terrible. Cinematography is fucking god-awful. I didn't know what I was looking at the whole time. I don't know why she was in an orange jumpsuit. I don't know why she was Suddenly, there. Suddenly. They didn't explain why. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Thank you. Out of nowhere... At the very end of the episode, she's in an orange jumpsuit in a cell. A for out of nowhere, a a guy comes by. It's not the janitor guy in the musician we saw earlier that's falling around. It's just some random guy that goes, "Hey, I'll get you out of here." And she's like, "Okay, can you bring out my maid too?" And he's like, "No." She's like, "Please." And he's like, "All right." Closes the slot and then brings her out in a like dead cart. And some woman pokes at him and she's like, "Hey, don't touch them because they might have they all shit themselves to death." Yeah, like, what was that about? It didn't make any sense, because he yeah, he oh, wheels them into when, the other room. When Sorry. you kill them, they shit out blood. Well, like, they, they didn't die from getting killed. They die from a sickness, and then they shit out blood. But then he takes them into the other room after the woman poke, tries to poke him, and he's like, no, no, don't do that. And they go in the other room. He sh should just let him poke him, because what the fuck's a... Just lay there. Don't, don't react. But anyway. Yeah, I, I hope you're not ticklish. They didn't set up the fact that they're killing these people. So they go into a room. They're all laying on the ground in a separate room. They don't explain what the fuck's going on. They're all laying there. They're all in orange jumpsuits. She gets out of the, the cart. The other bodies don't. So it really makes me think that those other people she's laying on did die of a sickness and shit themselves to death. 
Her maid gets up. A couple other people get up. They all run for freedom. They go to a fence where he cut a hole in it, and they get free. She goes home, blah, blah, blah. They didn't set any of that up. It didn't matter. They didn't. It's 45 minutes. You have so much time, and they spend it with watching her get groceries. Who gives a fucking shit that didn't play into the episode at all? Instead, they could have spent that time setting up your plot, your sci-fi plot. It's a sci-fi show. This isn't sci-fi anymore. You know what this is? This is non-fi sci. Non-fi sci? Non-fi? Non-fi? What's the fi? Well, non-fiction I mean, science? Sci- <laughs> science fiction, science non-fiction, get it? Science, sci ni fi sci ni fi Sci-ni-fi. very, very, uh, uh, very small and uninflated sci. <clears throat> like, sci- non-fi. The IMDb rates this as their three uh, genres, drama, fantasy, and horror. What part of drama fantasy or horror did they pay tribute to in this episode okay let's start with the first one drama i didn't give a shit no there was no drama when she came back and her kids didn't want to look at her i wonder if her her maid got away since she didn't get in the ice cream truck yep okay so that's the drama that's the only thing i had i was like i wonder if she got away so here's the thing frank that's not drama that's them not answering don't get in that truck Yes, but the problem is, if she didn't get in the truck and we don't follow her and see what happens, is it really dramatic or is it just not answered? It's a cliffhanger, I guess. But not even a cliffhanger. We're not going to get back to it. It's fucking not answered. That's how bad this episode was. That's how far I got to go for the drama. Fantasy. Um, I guess when she was in that thing with on her face. Yes. Let's call. It. Let's call the fantasy sci-fi. Let's call it that. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, when she's in the little truth-telling thing where they find out her memories. And that is seriously, like I mentioned, two minutes of the episode. And they don't go back to it, and it doesn't matter. They don't explain it, nothing. It was kind of cool. She's screaming. It was pretty cool looking. And I don't know who the guy was talking to her. I don't know why. You know who he me- is? He's a British actor who's in a Frankenheimer movie called Reindeer Games with Ben Affleck, which is fucking god-awful. I hate that fucking movie. It is terrible. And Frankenheimer came in literally after they started shooting it. So that's why. I hate Ben Affleck so much. (laughs) I don't hate them. I like to watch the movie going, why is this made? (laughs) (laughs) Why am I watching this? Why? why? I like Gary Sinise in it. Why is Charlize Theron naked in a pool with her brother? What's going on? (laughs) It was the only movie. I love me some Charlize Theron. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's something. She She is like. I'm in love with that woman. Yep. Anyway, I'd raise her kids. So the point is that the next Dude. one is horror. There's no horror would, at all. I I would I would bong hit her farts. You gonna quote that again? Huh? You gonna quote that again? <laughs> yeah, I stole that from Scott. <laughs> yeah. Horror. There's no horror in the episode. You watched his YouTube channel, didn't you? <laughs> no, you told me about that quote. <laughs> Well, I liked it. I thought it was funny. Um, so three zero for three. It's um, <clears throat> and the, I don't. Yeah, this genre is the the genre this should be put in is um, Twitter. Dog shit. I'd say Twitter, comma dog shit, comma pseudo 
political. Twitter slash Facebook, comma, dog shit. Twitter argument should be should be the the description. It is officially just a Twitter feed. Put like put some through put through some weird algorithm and turned out into a TV show. And here we are. It's one out of eight. One out of eight, dude. 156 episodes. Two out of eight. Oh, that's right. Two I mean, out of eight. I don't, you didn't love the community as much as I did. I really liked that episode. Look, I didn't know what to expect yet. Okay. I had to watch it a few times. I like it. I like it a lot. No, I didn't not like it. I just didn't really get it. And it's very hard. It, okay. It's very hard to act like a comedian. All yep. right. A com- being a comic on stage and being funny is a very hard thing to write for an actor who's not a comedian to do. He is a comedian, though. Whatever. <laughs> um, my point being is it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. It's gotta, it's gotta be Plus, right. so, you didn't understand the episode until I started talking about it, where I'm saying everything he said, the jokes weren't supposed to be funny. No, I know because they weren't. They weren't. They weren't supposed to be. And that was the point. And that's why, that's why I appreciate it because he wasn't saying, again, they're trying to do the gun thing. So there's a little, that's what I'm saying. They did a little bit of political thing with the gun part of it. That's them getting their little message in there. But it was part of the plot and it was very, very subtle and it fed into what the character was going through. Right. And that's them getting their little, little bit of message in there. But and, you know what? It was cool because people started disappearing that we saw that wasn't really real, and then you didn't know what the hell was going on. It was all in his head, and that was with cool. With mind bullets. You get it, Frank? <laughs> like, yeah. That's and, what would be the new episodes, the later ones. psychological. If you literally pulled out a gun and said, these should be illegal, that's their new episodes. Where they're like, here you go, audience. Fuck you. Guns should be illegal. Shooting the audience. Fuck you. Fuck this show. It's terrible. At this point, I can say wholeheartedly, six out of eight of them are fucking terrible. Okay, five out of eight of them are terrible. A Traveler, I liked. I didn't love it. Didn't hate it, though. It's fine. There were so many plot holes. It's made no sense. (laughs) It didn't matter. But But it wasn't political. Glenn was in it. That was cool. Yeah, he was in it. And it wasn't like in your fucking face. But it, the problem with that episode is it didn't finish being a plot. They did it, half it, a plot and went, here you go. Uh, let's get out of here. <laughs> like, please, wait. After I watched it, I did go to my local diner and get a slice of apple pie. I think in my review of it, that's mostly what I talked about. Uh, yes, you apple did. Apple pie. Because <laughs> that seemed like that was the only plot that resolved itself. I was really happy it did because <laughs> I was like, and I went and got pie too. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any other plot that resolved itself? Nope. It was the only thing that did. The only thing. I didn't realize that wasn't my notes either. That was one of those things I kind of realized as I was talking about it. I'm like, wait, one plot did resolve itself. The guy got some fucking pie. (laughs) That was it. And that was a really sad realization. But I liked the episode. I liked the characters. It just didn't go anywhere. No harm, no foul at that point. Many early episodes that we just went over mute. The episode goes nowhere. I'm not offended by mute. I'm not like going, oh, that should have been, you know what I mean? We're just kind of right. going like, uh, whatever. 
But these ones where they, this one, I the point of origin, I just, I didn't care. I, I hated it. I still gave it a five because I like the sci-fi parts, but they shoehorn it in. And can I bring up one thing here and go off on a little rant? <clears throat> as far as the immigration storyline goes, I'm not going to go into political rant. I'm going in the actual episode because it doesn't make any fucking sense. She goes, um, let me find the quote here. Okay, here we go. I, I noticed because I labeled it message in my notes. So <laughs> she she gets in the prison, the white lady. She gets in the prison. She talks to her maid, her former maid, who got arrested the day previous. And she goes, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't know they'd take you to a place like this. And her maid goes, yes, you did. You knew they'd take me to some, were they going to take me back? She goes, I thought they'd take you back to your home country, Mexico. And she goes, I'm from whatever, Guatemala, whatever the fuck she says. And her maid no, goes. She, like, she said a name that I didn't even I couldn't know. hear it. I could, I could, I did not understand what she said. She must have said a city. Anyway, she goes, yes, you did. If it were on TV, you could just turn it off. So let's take a pause here, Frank. What does that tell you? White people don't care about, you know, Hispanics. Would they get taken away, deported because we can just turn off our TV? That's what it says right there, right? That's literally what she said. Okay, let's fast forward. End of the episode. We find out Jennifer Jennifer Goodwin is a alien just like this lady. Literally an alien. So, at that point, what the fuck does that message mean? Because she's just like her. What the fuck does that mean? I didn't know where they take you. Yes, you did. You didn't care. What the fuck does that mean? Because they are the same at that point. It, it goes against their message just like the last episode did. They're trying to say something, but at the same time saying the exact opposite. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. This is what's driving me nuts about this. They're so unfocused about this, this show. This is what happens when you don't really, really care about what you're saying. It just loses focus and doesn't fucking matter. They just... Um, they were more... Were they were more concerned about this being a Twilight Zone spinoff? That's and what that, I said earlier. That's as far as they went. That's what I said earlier. It's just a Twilight Zone spinoff, and that all they cared about throwing the label on there and saying it's Twilight Zone. And Jordan and, Peele went, he, he, "Do some writing and do what you want to do, and I'll check in periodically." And I don't want to hate him because I know he's talented as fuck, and, and that's what bothers me. Yeah, it's what bothers me too. I know he's better than this. He's better than this. I don't he's, think he's this far gone. I don't. And I know he like he's such a good writer. I know that he knows what Rod did that was great and what made him great and different techniques that he yes. did. And there is no way you can convince me that Peel got it so wrong because he just didn't know what Rod did. See, that's what I'm saying. When you said earlier, fuck Jordan Peele, I go, no, no, no. I don't believe that at all. I believe he knows exactly what he should be doing. I don't know how much control he has over this thing. It's weird. I would really love to hear an interview with him after the series is over. The problem is I think it would be someone going, your show is really progressive. We're here at ETV and like some stupid, like one of those, and be like, oh my God. I, I want to hear an to honest my interview. Best to try to get him on here. I hope you do. Uh I, I have a very weird knack of getting a hold of very important people and convincing them to come on a podcast. I don't know what it is, but I do it 
all the time. I have a weird knack of getting a hold of people and then going, them going, yeah, I'll do your show, and then me going, nah. <laughs> <laughs> because I have the director of the director and star of The Walking Deceased, which I did in my show, uh, The Walking Dead Review. And he goes, yeah, I'll be on your show. And I just never followed up on it. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, uh, it's two brothers. It's, their name is Ogletree, their last name. But, oh, the Ogletrees. But they made a, yeah, yeah. So they made a, a, a spoof of Walking Dead called Walking Deceased. And I fucking hated the first 20 minutes. And the last like hour and 20, I loved. It, they stopped doing a spoof. And I go, this is actually enjoyable. And I posted mm-hmm. a review. And they go, yeah, I'll be on it. And then B-Movie Battle. And I go, meh. Can we, uh, can we try to do this again? Because I would love to talk shit on The Walking Dead with them. Then I, I, we can try. I, I can definitely see if they'll do The Walking Dead review with me. We'll uh, just come up with some shit. Like, yo, I was, uh, my appendix burst and shit. Sorry about that. I've been in the hospital for the last month or whatever. I'll do two things. I don't, I don't care about that. But anyway. Whatever. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have him on as long as I don't plan on gangbanging him. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? But I'd be like, because I, I talked about in the last episode, Frank, I do have an idea in mind for an episode I want to write. I've had it for okay. quite quite a few years, actually. And I'm thinking maybe I fucking do it. Do what? Write the episode and submit oh. it. Why not? I got connections. Dude. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You know, you are a great writer. I mean, you really, uh, you know, I, I think you could write something that would be really, really good. I, I, well, you have. I'm just saying, like, you know, if you get some really good backing behind you, I think you can create something that people really, really like. I, really I've good. had an episode for a while. I didn't think of it as a Twilight episode, but now that I'm thinking about it, it'd make a great one. It would. I think. I cannot see you doing worse. That's kind of what made my uh, it made my like my uh, <laughs> my belief in myself. I go, so wow, bad. it ballooned up. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck, I might as well do it because I, I heard he's taking submissions for uh, Twilight Zone episodes in the first season. And I and now I'm starting to realize who wrote those fucking episodes. It's just people. And that's part of what the issue is. He didn't. What? No, no. That and you said that was was the issue was, and I said. He took it from people who don't know how to fucking write. He took it from people who have ideas but not writing skills. They don't understand Rod Serling either. Yes, he took it from people who went, uh, this, uh, this is what's popular. I'll make this in an episode. It sounds like. This is what it sounds like to me. I, I've heard of the Twilight Zone before. And they did their... Because, honestly, more left-wing people do writing, more creative writing, obviously. And then he just took the scripts that they took and maybe did a little tinkering, and and but they should have done complete full ro- rewrites with with ghostwriters and that's script doctors and look, something. They they do a lot of creative writing because the other side is too busy, you know, running the country. <laughs> Shit, you need some snaps of that. <laughs> but he snap, snap, snap. Oh, you lost. But it's. <laughs> it just it honestly I, and I brought it up it just feels like a lost opportunity it feels like a fucking shame that the season that the new show has just gone to shit and it was this, I, remember how excited I was for the first episode I go I'm so on board yeah dude and the second one too the second episode we're like dude this has so much potential oh my guy's doing it I Even, think he's gonna make it I think he's gonna actually do a spinoff 
finally we get the spinoff we've been dying for for the last 50 years. I would no. say the Forrest Whitaker cheesy, cheap version is better. It was. And that's yeah. fucking sad. And that is fucking yeah. sad because at least it's not like in my fucking face about feel this way. I'm like, I already do. Fuck you. And that's way, Forrest Whitaker also did Channel Play. Did they really? No, I'm wrong. I, was was saying, I don't think so. The 80s was, one. No, there was two spinoffs. Like, you know how they did the radio uh, rate? Uh, Twilight Zone Radio? Uh, they did a, a shadow play of Twilight Zone Radio. Oh, really? And Ernie Hudson. Oh, was. my God. You know yeah, what I just Ernie. saw today? And What's I kind of want to do it, Frank. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is taking submissions. I saw it on Facebook. Where you can do part of, I forget what it's called, some, one of those like donation sites where if you donate, you get entered into a drawing. And you can go to LA and take pictures in a suit, in a Ghostbuster suit with Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd. And I go, in my head, I'm like, I don't need Dan Aykroyd there. I want Ernie Hudson there. I love Ernie Hudson. <laughs> Ernie Hudson's great. Dan Aykroyd's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I've seen shit that will turn your ass white. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie Hudson, fucking Ghostbusters, The Crow. Good God, that man's amazing. Congo, yeah, remember him in Congo? Congo was great. Oz. <laughs> yeah, the guys in you, fucking everything great. You, you must go ahead, say it. What? You were going to call me it? No, no, I wasn't. Tim Curry, <laughs> love him. Yeah. I love uh, that dude. That movie was so bad that I loved. I mean, it's a talking gorilla. It's, it's just Lucy. It's so was bad. her name Lucy? I think it was Lucy. No, no it was. Um, uh, oh fuck! I know this so well. Um, uh, 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 her name was the the gorilla's name was. Was it uh, Sam Sam Neil in that movie? No, he was not. Um, Who's in that? Who's the guy that? It was, no, it was. Uh, it was. Um, fuck. It wasn't Sam Neill. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, God, what the hell was the gorilla's name? It was not Lucy, though. Um, it was. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to find the gorilla's name. <laughs> shit. I, it's on the, dude, I've seen that movie a thousand times. Yeah. Killing them all. Yo, fucking uh, what's his face was in it in the beginning. Um, goddamn, um, um, Army of Darkness. Um, um, you know his his hand was a chainsaw. Her name is Amy, by the way. Stick. Her name's her name's Amy. I was right. Amy. Yeah. You said Melanie. I said Amy. Melanie. I did not say Melanie. You you did not say Amy. Frank, this is one of those times you're gonna listen back and go, he clearly said fucking Amy. Yes, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have the I have the memory of a goldfish, so you probably did. Um, <laughs> but you know, like that gun was so badass when she put the diamond in it, and she's like, type, 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 type. like you have no idea what you're typing, bitch. <laughs> this is one of those movies I give a five, but I will watch whenever it's on. Stop eating my sesame cake. <laughs> <laughs> More. Don't want nobody picking. <laughs> Dude, that same, uh, within a year, uh, that same, 
there's a couple of these movies. There's a couple of Michael Crichton movies with this and Spear, which came out in 98, if I'm not mistaken. I, I love Spear, even though it's terrible, but I will watch it. Never heard of it. Spear. Uh, it's a, a Dennis Hoffman. Uh, who else is in that fucking movie? Oh, God. Uh, Vince Vaughn, I think. But they go down below and they find like an alien sphere and they touch it. They'll they see they don't they don't see the reflection in it. You mean sphere? Sphere? You? Sphere. I thought you said spear. Sphere no, was great. Sphere. I loved it. Yeah, it's great. It's terrible, okay. but it's great. They're underwater. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, Queen Latifah was in it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but uh, some some movies are running the same. But at around the same time as uh, Congo came it? out, so did Anaconda. With Jennifer Lopez oh, God, and that, and, that and, and of what's it? What's not Vince Vaughn's friend? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Wilson, Luke or Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson was who was like yes. super fucking horny for some reason. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, 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 yeah. Owen oh, Wilson was in it. Um, it J- Jennifer Lopez was in it. Um, yeah, and God damn, was that she had a great ass? That, great ass. Walking near doggy. <laughs> yeah, I almost yeah. bought that Blu-ray the other day because they have a commentary track with Michael Mann. I almost bought Heat on Blu-ray. I'm like, oh, I put it back. I should have bought it. I'm mad now. You Ice Cube's in. Bought. I forgot Ice Cube's in <laughs> Anaconda. Oh yeah, he was. He was the camera guy. John Voight. Uh, yeah, with that terrible accent and uh, and and uh, and and his first mate's name was. Um, what was his first name? What was his name? Danny um, Trejo is one of his mates. Of course it was. <laughs> he gets killed on a pier, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, Twilight Zone. So, yeah, well, yeah, that's right. What the hell are we doing? So, go ahead and watch Congo and Anaconda. They're terrible, but you'll have fun. <laughs> they are great movies. And, and Sphere was great, too. I Sphere is it. better than the other two. If after that, go ahead and watch Congo and then Anaconda. Motherfucker was also in Sphere. Who? Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, he was, wasn't he? And yeah, he, and he like, was in Deep so, Blue Sea the same around the same time. So how's the how's that calamari? Because <gasps> you thought they were onion rings. Sharon Remember? fucking stones in it to quote Scream. Let's face it, Sydney. Your mother was no Sharon Stone. I'm going to quote everything. Apparently, Huey Lewis is in it as well. Lee Schreiber. That's who I was thinking of really. Okay. That's Lee Schreiber. It I wasn't. I was thinking of uh, Vince Vaughn, but it's Lee Schreiber. They remind I me of each other. God. Yeah. Love God. Did you he's, see him in a... In movies. He's in a Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and he plays like a giant, giant dude. It's weird. He was in Spider-Man? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> oh, Spider-Man. It reminds me of fucking Minnesota. Fargo movie. <laughs> Oh, Speederman? Oh, any of the Speederverse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I question oh, your you police work there, Lou. I think those are uh, dealer plates. <laughs> That's a movie I can quote for days. <laughs> Yo, he was also in that... Um, Lee, Lee Schreiber was in a great hockey movie with uh, that Scott guy. And hockey he was the bruiser. That... Remember that? Hockey movie with that Scott guy. Scott Conn? Yeah, like, like Lee Schreiber was the bruiser on the one team. How and... old? How old are we talking here? We're talking about about six, seven years ago or so. And this goon, got, uh, goon, was that goon? Last of the enforcers. Goon, goon. Okay. Yeah, great movie, great fucking movie. I keep getting told that, but I haven't seen it yet. 
I, I liked it a lot. Leif Schreiber was great in it. He he had he had a great Canadian accent going and everything. <laughs> so yeah. Twilight Zone, don't bother. Right. Yeah, they need to get Leif Schreiber in on the on the Twilight Zone. You know what, Leif? You're better than that. Go ahead and find a different movie. <laughs> That's at the. I'm at the point where I would say that to actors if they're getting these scripts. Go, don't bother, dude. Don't bother. If you mm. see anything that you would see on Twitter every three seconds, if you see one of those words in your script, just put it away. Take the next one. For real. Like, look at the script and then go on Twitter and type in the script's premise and see what they're saying on Twitter. It's called Not All Men. I'm going to go ahead and not even look at the script at that point and go, nah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, be homeless for a month. I'll be good. You know, okay, so Rod wrote a, 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 a episode and it was called To Serve Man. Great episode. Had nothing to. You had no idea what the um, the title of the episode meant. Did not tip you off at all. And you know why? Because it sounds like it would be. It sounds like the premise of that episode should be trust others, but really it's saying don't fucking trust anybody. That's really what it's getting at. At which point, which point we're looking at the fucking gray zone, and this show has no gray. It's just black and white. In fact, yeah. it's just white or black, what about, whatever you want to call it. That's what was great about Game of Thrones because the yeah. entire show was gray until. And it's they, just now it's saying this is this and this is how you should feel about this. What the fuck is that's not sci-fi. That's not that's not <laughs> ambiguous. That's just saying, hey, feel this way. You're bad. Feel this way. Or you're not bad, but still feel this way. Just make sure you go and feel this way, though, right? We should in, feel this way. In case you're wondering, it is this. Have you listened to uh, Tom Elliott's uh, episodes about the new show yet? I, I, I've been I, very been, reluctant. Like I've been wanting to, and I remember you mentioning it last episode. I, I'm nervous. I, thank you for bringing that up because it was on my mind to say, and then we started going on Leaf Schreiber. It's been in the, like, the back of my mind this entire time. Yeah, I refuse to listen to any of them until we're done. Me too. And then I'm going to go back and listen. Thank because you. Because I don't want okay. to be influenced by anything he says. Because I don't, you know, like, like it's the same thing with, uh, like, there's a lot of IndyCar podcasts now. Uh, I mean, we were the first when there was none. But there are now, they exist now. And we're all friends and everything. But I don't listen to them. Because I don't want to be influenced by anything they say. That's mostly why, no offense to Tom, I don't want to listen to his show. Because I, he's so positive in about things, I go. I don't want to review it that way. And and actually, this is the first time where we're doing content that Tom's doing at the same time. Because Tom is so far behind us in the actual show. Yeah, they yeah. can go ahead and listen to all of the episodes Tom has done because we're way. Tom's past. great. Don't get us wrong. He Tom's great. Awesome. He he's. If you're looking for a serious show about Twilight Zone, go that direction. Twilight Zone yep. podcast. But we don't do that, obviously. I, but I, I am nervous to hear what he says in a weird way where I'm like, because he's not American. And I kind of want to hear what he says about it and what he has to think about it. Because he also does the episode and he does the listener reactions. And I was going to say, yeah, he does two of them. He does his and then he does a listener reaction one to it. And I'm curious why. And it's just I to get a little bit of a, you know, build your audience, that sort of thing. It's smart. 
And, you know, he is, I, I call him the godfather of uh, Twilight Zone podcast because the man is amazing. And he's given us carte blanche to use anything he ever does in, in our shows. You know what? Let's do, sorry to cut you off. No problem. You just brought something up. When we're done with the, with the first season of this uh, reiteration here of the 2019 version, let's go ahead. I'll collect some samples of what he says in a show. And we'll sure. play a little clip show of what he says and okay. what our thoughts on it comparatively. You know because what? And if, if it's so far removed from what, how we perceive it, I'd love to get him on and, and have a show just to talk about the entire series or the entire season as a whole and how he saw it, how we saw it. If it's, if it's drastically different, but yeah. I don't know yet. I feel I like he's he tries to be positive when the episode doesn't deserve it, and I'm positive when the episode deserves it. Yeah, but see, I don't know if he will because he's always positive with Rod Serling's content. True. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. I haven't listened to anything from the new show, and I don't want to yet because, yeah. like you said, a little he, bit of influence, he, and a little bit of Jordan Peele. I just. And he has been critical of other things that have been Twilight Zone. Like, there's a play that's going on in London where they do... It, it, it's called the, the Twilight Zone, the play, right? Yeah. And it's, a, it's about 10 or 11 different episodes mixed in together, right? And somehow they incorporate it, and he was very critical of it. He still found some positives, of course, but overall, he thought that they could have done so much better. And he wasn't, he, he was critical of it. So the man can be critical and not just positive, Good, yeah. positive. So he's genuine. Yeah. He's not, it's what yeah. positives for this episode, since we're on the subject point of origin, they tried a little bit harder to hide some of the messages later on the episode, but it wasn't enough to even qualify as even a decent episode. This was them trying to like not be so on the nose and in doing so they were more on the nose than anything else it's it makes it more obvious almost when you're exactly yeah because it makes you think more what they're trying to do but i'd like, take that over blatant as fuck what like episode three episode three episode the last episode especially Oh, yeah. Literally, guy comes out of the shadows going, it's not actually, me, it's not all men. And then he goes, it's not all men. And I'm like, fuck you. At that point, I get literally go out loud in my, alone in my room going, fuck you. I did. You did too? I did too. I went, go fuck yourself. This is yeah. bullshit. I, I really thought they were going to have it be like, honestly, not all men are like this. I was like, oh, maybe there's a little bit of glimmer of hope. And then he does a demon voice. And I go, nope, done. It's it's all men. That's what they're saying right there. It's all men. All men yeah. are like this. Fuck all men. Yeah, in that dude. case, fuck you. I don't care. I don't. In that case, you're accusing me, so go fuck yourself. I don't care. I don't give a shit what you have to say at that point. Nope. With that being said, plugs. <laughs> I'm so done. Go check it out. Great shows there, including this one, a few that I do, and a few that Don Mega does. And uh, if a few other people, uh, King Falls AM comes to mind right away. So King Falls AM. RedDragonsRadio.com. Am I still on the air? And 
Am I on the air? And am I still on the yeah, air? Am I on the air? Sorry. I was uh, trying to think. Don, Don does two shows. It's Am I Still in the Air is more uh, like him and his and his uh, real close friends uh, talking about a specific movie. And Am I on the Air is Don's weekly show that catches you up with some amazing just, you know, anything and everything in the entertainment world that you need to be caught up with. He'll catch you up in 40 minutes. The amount of content that that man can can catch you up with in 40 minutes is outstanding. So Don Mega does a great job with his shows. Check him out. He posted our show. He put our, our show on his website, this very show, on there without even even asking. Just did it. Yeah. Out of the kinds of those are, man. I mean, like, Just did it. At, at DX Don Mega. We're on the same, same site that one of our favorite shows is on. That's weird. It's mm-hmm. so weird to me still. It's so uh, awesome. Yeah, it's 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 fucking great. King Falls Am is great. Go check that out. And, yeah. and tell me tell them we sent you there because appreciate that. Appreciate a shout out. Can't be can't be yeah. bad. Uh, honestly, man. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, um, you know, also, uh, uh, you know, just bottom line at Red Dragons Radio on Twitter, as it says, and the website's there. Everything's there. He, 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 you know, he tweets all of our stuff out and he even goes that far and he, and he posts our show into, on Twitter. I mean, Don is he's great. a champion. Yeah, he's great. Um, I would say check out our future episodes. Our season four episodes are a little bit more fun than these ones because they're just like fuck around episodes. These, I, I hate that I, we had to sit here and talk about immigration. I what the fuck are we doing here? Day. You and I should not be talking about immigration with each other. No, I don't want to cut lawns. I, I don't want to do anything. I don't, want, I don't want to talk about... I want to talk about a goddamn fun sci-fi show that I enjoyed growing up. And here I am sitting there like, well, these are screaming about, like, it's a white lady screaming, this is my home, this is my home, and she's getting dragged up by cops. Get it? She relates now? Fucking... What the fuck am I doing? Anyway, LAW Studios, that's what I mean to say. Um, YouTube.com slash Loading Wonderland, uh, Patreon.com slash Loading Wonderland Studios, and go check out our, uh, our our host or whatever you want to call it, sponsor, <laughs> Indie Sports Car Podcast. Thank you so At much. ISCP Podcast on Twitter. There you go. Check them out. Uh, Phoenix West on Twitter. I don't care. I'm never on there. But well, uh, LLNKZ on Twitter. I'm always on there. We will be back for either oh, Death Ship. Uh, well, what's this uh, show's uh, Twitter handle? Did you say that? Oh, I thought you did. Uh, LAWTZ Review. There you go. So they keep changing on IMDb what the next episodes are. It keeps going back and forth. So I believe episode nine is the Blue Scorpion. It was episode 10 for the entire season. Today they updated it so it's episode nine. So I don't know what the fuck is next. Episode hmm. 10 then is unlabeled. doesn't have a title. So... I'm very confused. So we'll be back for Death Ship and Blue Scorpion, possibly, unless that's episode 10 again by next week. And then episode 10, I don't know what the fuck that is, but that'll be titled up with Jess Bell, which Frank likes and I fucking despise. Yay. So we'll be back for that goddamn team up. I love Jezebel. So I think for now, we're doing an episode four and a 2019 just for the next two weeks until 2019's done, right? Yeah, definitely. Then do you want to do two season fours since we're let's get through it. I, I just want to be done with season four. Me too, man. It, it's, it's like, 
pulling teeth in it. It's like, just oh, think, I, I got to go to the dentist again. There's a whole 36 episodes in season five of The Twilight Zone. And then after that, we get to use our DVD box sets for the 80 seasons. And that I'm excited for because I've not seen a single episode. And there is one George R. R. Martin episode up in that bitch. Nice. And it's about okay. Elvis Presley. Oh, great. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait. I've never seen it. I think the first episode has Bruce Willis, so that'll be fun. Oh, yeah, it does. Okay, so let's get there. Uh, until next time, in the meantime, I am Phoenix West. I am Frank Lynx. Fuck you, writers. And Jordan Peele, what are you doing with the ice cream cone? Oh, yeah, right, the outro. Sorry. Did, did I play the outro? Fuck TZ Night 2019. Whew, I ran out of breath there. Fuck it, it's terrible from somewhere, be it another city, another country, or another dimension. As a child, Eve Martin escaped to what should have been a better world, a world where the skies are blue. But now those skies have darkened, and the land below them is a place she is no longer welcome. For Eve Martin, there's no passport to be stamped for passage out of the Twilight Zone. It burned so bad. Why did we do that? We were so bored there. We just did uh, uh, vape hits out of our nose, and it fucking burns. Let me tell you. Oh, God. <laughs> it hurts so bad. I'm crying right now. <laughs> this feels like I just watched the Twilight Zone 2019 episode, Frank. I just want to cry. And remember what used to, my, my life used to be like beforehand. Oh. Can I plea right now, Jordan Peele, next next season? I know the season's done already. <laughs> Fix your fucking show. You have you're so fucking talented. Please, we're pleading with you. Rewrite the episodes. Don't make them so goddamn obnoxiously political. Uh, I'm pleading with you. The next season of Black Mirror, and apparently Black Mirror just made a movie. I'd be interested in that. They did last year. The Choose Your Own Adventure movie. Yeah, it's like a movie or something. Okay. Can I say something real quick since we're still recording? Yeah. And this is just totally kind of related to what I just said about Jordan Peele. I think, you know how I'm done with The Twilight Zone, but I'm also doing the review show, kind of. I just watched all of season nine. I almost said four. Fear the Walking Dead season four. I I really genuinely think to listen to my show. Because the last season of Twilight Zone, I just finished all of it up. I liked it. They fixed every single problem I had, Frank. They're walking dead. Walking dead. Okay. They have a new writer, a new producer, executive producer. I think her name is Angela King, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry if I'm getting that wrong. But she took over as executive producer. She's also writing the fucking episodes, which is a real Rod Serling move. But I almost swear to God she's listening to LIW, The Twilight Zone Review, or Walking Dead Review. Because every single you've listened to the show, yes. Fix Daryl, have him be a fucking human again. Make me <clears throat> care about your characters is my biggest gripe. I don't give a shit if they die. That's a big concern. <laughs> I just want to care about your characters and Daryl and uh, a bunch of other problems. I, I always mention them every single episode. I won't get into it. They fixed everything, Frank. You're the third person to tell me that in a week. It's true. I watched it and I go. Right off the bat, when she took over the show, I go, holy shit, this is different. This is post-Andrew Lincoln? 
this is he's still in the show in the beginning season, beginning of the episodes. And I go, wow, this is pretty fucking good. like character driven. Like every episode in the beginning, I was like, I care. They're they're actually talking to each other about things. And that's you listen to my show. That's all I want. Something to make me care about the actual characters. Because at this point, at, before his previous seasons, was just like, here's a thing that happens. Here's another thing that happens. Do you care? And I go, no. Kill that guy. I don't care. But I sit there and I'm going, this is really well written. Like, honestly. I, I, you know I don't. She, she's not writing them into impossible situations, is she? She's writing the characters for characters as people. Which is, as a Twilight, or as a, I keep saying that, as a Walking Dead watcher you're not used to so i'm sitting there watching i'm like these characters i care about them i'm always saying like i want to see their inner conflicts of them working in their world together instead of villain of the season here we go he's a new villain like i don't have to watch all the shitty seasons that i i i get i gave up on a few years ago no you'll catch it right away for first episode out the gate actually second episode second episode i go here we go Now I will watch it because that you're the third person in a week to tell me this. And you, you trust my reviews. No, of course I do. And so I sat I watched the first episode and I go, eh, and it took like six months off. And I watched the second episode. And the second episode I go, holy shit, they did it. They did it. And I go, oh, it's a fluke. Here we go. Next episode. And I watch the next one. I go, oh, shit, they continued. And Daryl has a character and he's really good in it. He says lines. He says lines and he speaks and he has emotional moments, which I've been fucking, you've heard my show, pleading for for fucking years at this point. I'm like, stop, Daryl. And I'm like, oh, I'm so done with him. Kill him. And they made me care. And I'm like, I want him to live now. And everything has been corrected. And and I honestly, and I hate, this isn't my ego. This is, because if I were Angela Kang, the, the executive producer now, I would listen to podcast reviews of my show, right? That you just took over for. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you want to know what the fan base wants. Yeah. And I'm very positive when it deserves it. Like, there's some episodes I go, that was a really fucking good episode. Like, they focus on the characters. <laughs> and that's all I ask. It, it, it's just amazing when you watch a TV show and the characters are good because they, they're they very you know, interesting. And, you know, it's all you, you know, you watch it to escape reality and, and be interested. Especially, it's especially sad when I already am invested in the characters because I have all of these. This is book 15. I have all of them. Hardcover, expensive as fuck. I have all of them. I care about the characters because I read the comics. So when I don't give a shit when they're on TV in front of me, which I can easily relate to better than the comic, and I Mm. still don't care, you got a real fucking problem there. And they realized they're hemorrhaging viewers like crazy. So I honestly believe she took over. She really listened to what the fans are saying. And she fixed it. And I go, I sat there and watched the entire season over three days. And that is, if you listen to my show and watch, look at the dates they come out, it's always spread out over eight months. Yeah. But I've watched it all. And I have them all to do like in the next week or so. All the, all the episode reviews. And I'm like, really fucking it wasn't amazing i don't expect amazing though that's that's ridiculous i i enjoyed it from beginning to end that's all i can say but they did everything i asked for yeah like baby steps from the basement that this show has put itself in comparatively i compare it to season like it's not quite season two because you don't have that shane narrative which i really fucking enjoy loved it 
But I care about the characters. It's interesting where they went with it. They made some real fucking chances on it. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, they, I'll say, well, spoiling it, they kill some characters. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, that person? Didn't Good. expect that at, at all. Like, Fear yeah, the like Walking anything. Dead, I like more because they do that all the time. And I have nothing to tie it into. Like, there's no comic based on it. So I'm like, oh, shit, they killed that main character. Oh, God, what the fuck? But this, they did in Walking Dead, which is goddamn surprising. And it's so nice, so refreshing. I thought I'd mention it here because we're talking about like producers changing their show for the better. Because it's, I mean, I stopped watching the show because of the writing. Yeah, and if Twilight Zone 2019 doesn't change it, if it weren't for this review show, I don't, I don't know if I continue. Honestly, to be, to be honest, yeah, like after, yeah, yeah, after last week's, not this week's, but last week's show, I, I would have called it a day. Like you know what. Done. You know, you lost me. I don't care now. If I were just a casual viewer of the Twilight Zone, like those people we read the reviews for on on uh, IMDb, which mm-hmm. again, what I'm saying, like not my ego being fed. Executive producers of a show that are being handed over a show. She was a producer on there before, Angela Kang for Walking Dead. She mm-hmm. took over the reins, and now she's writing the fucking shows. A female lead is important in that show. It, their episodes are all better with a female writer, honestly. Um. Because it's already a male-centric show with a male-centric plot. Female writers make me care about the characters more. They really do. And look, fe- females understand emotion better. I think. Yeah. And in this moment, in this particular storyline for, for Walking Dead, a female with relating to the characters, that's what I want. I want like a soap opera set in the fucking zombie apocalypse. That's what I, I want to care. That's, is that really that much to ask for instead of action? Whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, they really do review that shit. They listen to podcasts. They watch the. They look at the reviews on IMDb. So at some point, CBS or Jordan Peele are going to go through their reviews on here and go four point eight. The last episode. What the fuck did that one get? Uh, the the terrible episode. Not all men. Four point five. They're going to look at that and go, why is that compared to episode one? Which let's see. Do you want to guess what that episode has or episode one or two? One of the good ones. I would say between a seven and an eight. It has a episode one, 6.2, episode two, seven. After that, 5.6, 5.9, 5.1, which was a space one, which I gave a six as well. It was decent, not great. 4.5, 4.9. So do you notice a, a pattern there, Frank, where the ones that are severely political driven are the ones below five and therefore are going to make viewers tune the fuck out and cancel their CBS All Access. They're going to have to look at that because it's not just me and you at this point. It's, mm-hmm. it's being raided by people, hundreds of people. It, and the one thing I, I did want to say, and I, I, I want to say it's almost like CBS All Access. They started this All Access thing with Twilight Zone and all. And it's almost like they used the name Twilight Zone to jumpstart the All Access to get subs. They and had it before. It. They had it last year with the uh, the uh, Star Star Trek, right? But Star Trek is a very niche kind of thing. So is Twilight Zone. Zone has a very larger audience than Star Trek does. Yeah. So there you go. That's why it's think. also I mean, a uh, lot less expensive. So like, what's it's cheaper to fix? Honestly, you fix you fuck up Star Trek. That is an expensive coming back from process because each episode feeds into the next. It isn't. It's not an anthology series. You fuck right. up Twilight Zone. Hey, let's get some new writers. Let's fix hey, this shit. Hey, Rod did it. Season four, season five. Hey, he was able to fix it. 
and it, it's very fixable. I'm just saying this season's done. Focus on next season, guys. Look at your reviews of your fans. Yeah, please it, give a shit. That's all is, we care about. That's and, all we ask. Give a shit. And even just the number of reviewers shows the CBS. Because the first one, 2,717 people reviewed it. Going to this episode, 286. Oh, 286. Okay. I mean, I it know. just came out. But yeah, each you know. number is less and less by hundreds each episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thousands, actually. Almost. Well, no, hundreds, yeah. Thousands. I mean, from each 2,700, 2,100, 1,900, I mean, 1,100, like, 1,700. <laughs> like, literally, reviewers, you're talking about, like, 3% of your viewing audience will leave yes. a review. They'll go to that length. I review review, everything I watch. I put a rating. I don't review it, but I put a rating on there, which contributes to that overall score in IMDb. That's why I love the IMDb score. Because it's an algorithm of everyone who's voted on it. It gives you the most accurate score, unlike Rotten Fucking Tomatoes, which is just either yes or no vote, which I fucking despise. And uh, and the the first ones that get cracked at it are fucking movie critics that are paid to do it anyway. Yeah. So fuck Rotten Tomatoes. But point is... So they preload it. So they preload your mind to already like it. But the but IMDb gets the same thing as well. They vote in IMDb when they get paid to, but then it gets severely drowned out by people who vote regular people, and those all are the same. And that's why I love IMDb votes. People fucking hate it. I think it's the most accurate algorithm they have for rating for TV shows and movies. But each one's going down and down and down as far as quality and as far as people reviewing, which means people like it less and people are, are not watching as much. So the people who do want to watch and continue watching fucking hate it now. So there, look at those there, numbers. They mean something. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that every podcast I ever listened to that that reviews TV shows and such, they go right to the IMDb rating. They don't use anything else but IMDb. There's a reason for it. The rating is, I think you know, reflects the most. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It, I mean, it's always rated like two or three stars above a movie, but a, it's different. You have to consider movies and TV separate as far as ratings go. You're rating the episode of versus the other episodes. Yeah. It, not versus other movies. So I rate like the comedian eight. It's not, it, if it were a movie, it would not be an eight. No. That's, there's a difference. You're rating it versus the other episodes. It's kind yeah, of I a, mean, the movie has a huge yes. budget. Uh, one episode does not. Yes, exactly. So, bit of a difference, but they at some point they have to look at the algorithm, you know, the metrics of how that works out, and just say, and they already renewed it for season two. It's already renewed, so they already got that out of the way. So, focus on season two. Don't make it such a goddamn shit show. Yeah, Stop being so politics. Pretend mm-hmm. politics. At some point, you're gonna run out of shit to say. And you have to focus on being an actual sci-fi show. Yeah, please, for crying out loud. We're not asking that much. I really do, I really don't ask for that much. No. Because I just want to care about the characters in an interesting story. When you just force a, something down my throat, I don't give a shit about either one. Especially if you don't focus on either one of those, like today's episode. I didn't care you, about the characters, you, I didn't care about the plot yeah, at all. Do, you should not be writing a, a, a TV show that is going to only cater to half of a political party or a political movement. Like, you are literally alienating half of your viewers. You're, you're pissing off one half, and you're catering to the other. That's, that's really you're, dumb. 
You're catering to the slim majority in the far, far left who goes, yes, quality progressive episode. In which case, fuck those fucking people. The rest of the spectrum is being alienated by a show they can't enjoy for one reason or the other. Either because they don't believe in the political beliefs you have, which I get if you don't want to cater to that audience who don't have the same political beliefs. That's okay for your Twitter. Not okay for your TV show you're hoping gets picked up for a new season or a show that you want to you know, satisfy the fans of that's been a show for 60 fucking years. Or it's, and it's not going to satisfy people who just want to enjoy a quality TV show with a, with an, be captivated by a storyline that they can't even, they have to dig deep to find. Like, this was a hard one to find the storyline. I almost had to go like, all right, remove this shit. What's there? Oh, nothing? Okay. Putting this political belief back on top here. Let's just focus on that, I guess. I have nothing else to talk about. That's it. It's frustrating. Did Anna make it? So I guess you kind of got like a me solo episode right now. <laughs> this is what it what, is. <laughs> all I want to say is what you just said, I can't add to to make it any better. It's perfect. And I think we should end it on that because that was perfect, dude. End it right on that. It is per- perfect. Frustrating. Summer. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's oh, do the outro. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Franklin. So long, citizens. Another thing.